Welcome back to the Anvil. Yeah, no football to talk about tonight when it comes to the Colts. Though there was a whole playoff weekend of, you know, games that nobody really gives a shit about since the Colts are out. But there were still Colts news that made waves. And so, you know what? We might as well talk about that, I suppose. Sammy, start us up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. It's going to be sick. Uh, I guess we still are getting words from our sponsors. And there they go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code 6sports to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five on any NFL bet. Again, that is DraftKings, a word from our sponsors. Now, Sammy, go ahead and bring in those other two guys. And here they go. So uh, here's a question before we start. Sir, every week you've had a different combination of mic and or headphones. What the fuck are you doing over there, Acosta? You, motherfucker. What do you got on today? AirPods and no mic? I've had AirPods and my mic. Thank you. Week, like the last. You had to move it, didn't you? Yeah, like where he wanted. He wanted to fucking see it. What? And he got one AirPod. What? What what do you do? You care about our fucking sound quality, or you just do what the fuck you? It comes out just fucking fine. I listen to it every week. As you, you. Okay. I do listen to it every fucking week. Not you, everybody else. Oh, okay. Well, that was supposed to be a segue into. Never mind. No, it's not. (laughs) Fucking segue. Um. Anywho, let's get ready to rumble. I guess we should officially sound the fucking sound that is the sound that we all fucking know and love. So. That's the official sound of the Anvil here to start your show. You can find me at Colts Clyde, and you can find these two fuckers at Big Country Colts and Big Pete Colts. Still going strong as the worst X handle out there. But also, please like and subscribe and follow on the things that pay the bills. Yes, yes, yes. That is YouTube and Facebook and Instagram as well. Sick Pod, Colts on the X, and then, of course, the Anvil Show or Sick Podcast, the Anvil Show on Facebook, Instagram, and the one and only YouTube. Please get your YouTube numbers up. If you follow us on Facebook and you don't sub on YouTube, like I always say, ask yourself why. Just do the right thing. Do the right thing. They don't Where do the right at? thing. Where are you at? Do it for America, baby. I have no idea what that has to do with America, but. Now you're starting to sound like Thomas. Yeah, I don't know. We're not going to get. It is political Please season, I and we're damn sure. America. <laughs> we're damn sure not going to jump into political seasons. <laughs> 
we're gonna leave political season alone. So no, don't do it for America. Do it for the Forge. How about that? Booyah. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I don't like football anymore. <laughs> right now, currently, I don't like it. First off, you'll be all right. No, because every game this weekend was stupid, with the exception of one. The Rams and and Lions was the only game that was actually worth watching. Every other game was either completely, completely one-sided or had a bunch of, like, worthless moments towards the end, i.e. the Packers-Cowboys. Like, that game, the way it ended, there's no way. No way how it was played for the first three and a half quarters. Like, and then just to also, like, I get it. People are fans and, you know, fans is short for fanatics. And... You know, people are going to root for their team, but I can't take this shit, bro, because <laughs> you got fan bases out there that are complete shit bags, dude. And I don't mean that in a hard way. Shout out to our boy down in Texas, Matt. Not taking this the wrong way, Matt. But your fan base is not true to their colors. They go in hiding for years. And now all of a sudden, CJ Stroud comes out. And don't get me wrong, dude's a badass. I told you that was a guy I wanted from the jump. And now he's the second coming and all the guy, these Texans are going to go to the Super Bowl. Stop the bullshit. Matter of fact. What? A bullshit? A bullshit? A bullshit. A bullshit. Stop it, man. Like, this is the Jags from last year. See, this is why. And we're going to talk about this because tonight we're talking about the two pressers. That happened at the end of last week. But this is why we have to stop the bullshit ourselves when it comes to not putting these teams in their place. I don't know what this is. I mean, I heard Chris Ballard's frustration at the end of his presser when he was like, look, I'm fucking tired of not making the playoffs. Well, you know what, Chris? Your own biggest critic. You got to do something different, bro. And I think that's how we kick the fucking door open. So, Pat, tonight's show, we got to do something different. So kicking the fucking door open, talking about the presser. Let's begin with Chris Ballard's presser. Now, that shit was an hour long, so we just got to highlight it. But what's some takeaways? What's some things that you heard that gets you pumped about the future? And what's some of the same old story? We're now going into the seventh year since he's taken over. I'll let you go first because this is your father. He is my daddy. Okay. So um I liked his energy through the entire pressure. Um you could tell he was he when he said he's encouraged for the future, he really meant that. Um when he ta- when they asked about Grove, you know, he was really high on Grove to get him re-signed. That's a good thing. Um, somebody asked him about Kawiti and he said, look, Kawiti's a great run stopper. He's got to work on some other things. Sorry. You know, so what he was saying is things that we've talked about all year, you know, um, we've mentioned Kawiti several times, you know, how Dio is starting to kind of overshadow him, you know, and, from the press conference, conference, uh, Chris really seen that too. 
you know, they uh, they asked about Gus Bradley's defense and if he was still going to be under contract. He said, yeah, which we all know that. Um, but he also brought up the fact that, you know, we get a sack and it's two and two and 20. And then we go into this soft prevent defense and somebody misses a tackle. Next thing you know, it's three and two. He says that shit can't happen. Oh, you know, so all the things that we've kind of been bitching about a lot this year. Sounded like he's on top of it. So I'm going to go with encourage just like him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Acosta. Let's talk about uh, your thoughts on Chris's presser. Wait a minute. Make sure your phone's off, though, because I don't want interruptions when you're speaking. You talking so, to me? Uh, whoever's phone went off. I don't know whose it was. Yeah, that was mine. Oh, okay. I did hear your granddaughter in the back several times doing your speech, though. Several. She and said. that's fine. Cause she oh. Was, oh, okay. There it is. She's the chosen one. You know what? Not. You know what? Oh, For oh, you oh. and her. <laughs> How about that? Bang that bitch. <laughs> I don't have to worry about I don't have I don't have to worry about a phone interrupting me when I got YouTube motherfuckers. You just gotta worry about a fucking Christmas tree up in fucking March. That's what the fuck we gotta worry about with your <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Well, still January. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, for my most part, my biggest takeaway was very hopeful from him. Uh, he necessarily like going back to the Gus Bradley thing. He really didn't um, blame Gus's scheme per se. In a way, he kind of like you know, went into shallow water with that, but he said it was probably more likely the rookie starters that we had on defense, which I can agree to some extent, but, you know, um, he's protecting his guys, you know, doing what he does. And that's part of like the same old story part, but, you know, but overall very hopeful on what he said. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen it. We've seen with our own eyes that this team has a lot of potential. Anthony even goes into his hopes for a great team next year. Um, and his press, which we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, but, you know, there was just a lot of optimism from him more than usual this year. Not a lot of the same excuses. Um, you know, and he, what I really like to hear the most from him was something that he's not done in the past, and that was going after free agency and getting the right people in the building in free agency, which, you know, he's been a draft forward at GM as far as we know, for a very long time. He said he wants to really basically focus on free agents and who you think would fit in this building, regardless if it's our own players. Um, you know, he's going to try to sign as many of our guys as he can, you know, because he even said, like, not having a basically like a, a high-paid quarterback this year and everything else going on, you know, made some cap room in some places. So he's going to be able to make some things happen. Um, in the free agent market. I'd really like to hear that from him because, you know, we usually don't see that or even hear that from him for the most part. But, you know, overall, I'm hopeful, you know, along with him. So that's what I took from it. I'm sorry, but I don't see him doing any big splashes in free agency. Of course not. So I, yeah. do, I don't see it. <laughs> My last name is Oliver, and uh, unfortunately I can't be optimistic. So instead, I'm going to be Crucial Clyde. Listen, man. <laughs> 
Well, I've I've now met Chris Ballard several times. Had the pleasure of talking to him several times. Thanks to, you know, this this forum and and Pat and all of your hard work and due diligence. But he always says, you know, he is not above approach, and he can accept criticism. Now listen, okay. And it's not even about what have you done for me lately, because we know what you've done for me lately. We we missed the playoffs again. And and then what would actually end up being we miss the division, you know, but that's neither here nor there because we spoke on that, right? This team overachieved. But my thing is this: the the last thing I'm <laughs> the last thing I want to hear is about who the right players are. I'm not doing that anymore. And what I mean by that is, can you catch the football? Can you run with the football? Now. Do I understand that there's divas out there and you can start naming them and marking them and Xing them all you want to? So we're not going to do that. Well, here's what I'm also saying. Talent absolutely shows up when it needs to show up. And there's times in all of these seasons where we can look at this roster and be like, despite how much we love these names, the talent ain't there. We got a lot of holes when it comes to talent. And the right people, because they got a right attitude, don't fix talent. I'm sorry. It just don't happen. And then if you go into the whole talk about, you know, well, uh, we're not really going to, quote, unquote, blame Gus. I said, hey, look, we're going to go young here. Well, you knew the chances you were taking by doing that. And so the shell of the defense that we were and what we had and my kind of thought process was by choice almost as if I got time to do this now he always talks about his job you know seemingly being up for grabs if he doesn't do the right things but if you say that and then you go out and you put together a defense like that that was fucking terrible at many many waves you're also saying like well I'm not worried about my job either because I didn't do anything to stop that right now so I kind of had there's some contradictive shit here. And, of course, we know Chris ain't going to tell you much because Chris is Chris. But I was reading between the lines, and I like you, Pratt. I don't see a, some some big splashes. Everybody's super hype about the trenches show and what Zaire and EJ was talking about. If it comes down to Marvin Harrison Jr., we're not going to go up and get him. Let's not even get in over our heads on wild thoughts like that. That ain't even in Chris Ballard's makeup. <laughs> For come up from 15 to potentially three to go get a, a wide receiver, there's no fucking way. I feel at 15, at 15, we'll be hard pressed facing us in our fucking eyes to not take somebody else that's in the trenches because that's what he said he believes in. So that, that kid out of UCLA, don't even ask me to pronounce his name bunch of L's and U's and A's and T's. I think he's a Y-N or something, but he's an edge. That might be who we end up getting, right? And what does that do for, for the offensive needs and all this? Who fucking knows? So when it comes to Chris Ballard's presser, all 54 minutes of it, I believe it was, maybe even longer, I feel like we got the same old Chris. Never too left. Never too right. Definitely never going to, you know, play it. He's going to play it close to the vest, so you're never going to really know what's going to happen. But he says they're wrapping up their their draft boards and – or not draft boards, but they're wrapping up their, their thought processes on 
the free agent waves and all that other stuff. And, you know, the draft board is pretty much built. They just got to, you know, go through the whole process now. Same old Chris. So going into year seven, man, like I'm not optimistic. Uh, I don't know. I think this team will be built on pure excitement of what Anthony Richardson and John Taylor can become. I'm not sure if Michael Pittman comes back. I'm not sure if we go and sign another receiver. I'm not sure of a lot of things. $72 million will get chewed up really quickly. We can't re-sign everybody, right? And I think before we even talk about Anthony's, you know, presser, let's just move into that. Um, You know the names are on the list. Grover, Kenny, uh, fuck, who else is on the list? Um, Pittman. Pittman, duh. Grover, EJ. EJ on the list? No, EJ I, believe, I believe he is. I don't think so. I don't think EJ's on the list. Not yeah. not not a must sign. I don't think Keep so. Talking, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. But but there's notables. Okay. So we can't have them all. At max, I say we get, and that's and this is roster moves to happen. I think that we have seen the last of Mo Ali Cox. We're gonna have to, you know, recoup that little six million or whatever it's gonna cost us to 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 let him go or whatever we're gain to let him go. But we're definitely not gonna bring back seven or eight names. But did you pull that up yet? I want to know who oh they all are. I'm getting it. Okay. Because this it's gonna be a new team. But it's gonna be some some more pain to witness again. Cause I got some surprises I must leave. I don't, I don't think certain guys are coming back. But, we didn't mention Danny Pinter, Julian yeah, Blackman. Oh, Julian Blackman's another one. Gardner yeah. Minshew. Yeah, Gardner's another one. Okay. Rick All right, Berto. cool. Yeah, he he Rick said he wanted Rigo back. Rigo back. I don't know, but it's a punter. Like, you can get away with a punter. That's $70. That ain't much. But okay. <laughs> All right, so, so Acosta, your predictions. Who's back? I think we get Grove back. Definitely get Kenny back. I don't think we get MPJ back. I think we sign Blackman because we are really young at that part of the field. Um, not Mo Alley. Danny Pinter. I don't think so. <laughs> um, oh, so, so you say Grove and Kenny. Yeah, the, big, the biggest two that we're going to resign – if if MBJ gets signed, it'll have to be between what like the, a combo of the two of those three: Grove, Kenny, and Pittman. Mm. It can't be all three. It cannot be all three. All right, Pat, what do you got? Um, sorry, but I disagree with you, boss. I th- I think Pittman will be the first one signed. Right. Uh, I I do believe Julian Blackman, Kenny Moore, and Grover. You think all three of them are going to get signed? Yeah, all four. Yeah. What? Uh, that yeah wow. that that you know that leaves out Wyquan Lewis, Isaiah McKenzie. Well, she he's gone. Uh, Gardner, Zach Moss, Danny Pinter. Uh, but I think I think he can sign Danny Pinter and, and Rigoberto, Rigoberto uh, as well because they're not big chunks out of the cap. Uh, Stewart. More Blackman and Pittman's going to be the biggest chunks, but I think he finds a way. I I think Gar, I think Gardner would take less money to stay if he does stay. 
I think, yeah, I think Gardner will be, if Gardner stays, Gardner is a late, like he's a signing. He's a late signing because he's going to play, he's going to play the wave and see if, if the hype is there. Like, I don't, I don't foresee him taking a better backup job, right? Like what, what is a better, I'm sure there, maybe there is a better backup job, but you're still a backup at the end of the day. I feel like he'll be on a tweener, like, like let's say for instance, um, well, I mean the commanders kind of got two quarterbacks. Plus, they might draft one. You know, I don't know, but I'm saying he would need, or maybe the Steelers or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. Like, I, 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 I think Gardner will go with the most offered. No, I don't think so. Not the I, money. I, I think I, he will. I, 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 th- I think he's more about the money than he uh, is no. anything else. No. He wants to play. No. I'm not saying he doesn't want to play. Every athlete wants to play, but I think he he really understands where he sits in the pecking order. And yeah, facts. So he's so going to be in a better situation to win no, too. With knowing that, he's just going to take the highest paycheck. Okay, well you're wrong. But anyhow, I was going to say I don't I don't see that either. Okay, we'll we'll see. All right. Well, here's my here's my thoughts on. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before you get into your thoughts, you two want to make a bet with me? That he's going to take the most money available? Uh, yeah, versus taking less here with us right. just to stay with us. Yes. So basically, um, basically I, more, I, basically more money over loyalty is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that bet. Yeah. All right. What are we going to bet? I'll take know. it right there with you. Got to be something stupid. Okay. Well, I don't know. We'll discuss All it right. later. We'll discuss it later. A pie but in the face at the first tailgate next season. I won't be there, so. You lose either way. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep receipts and I'll wait until you get home. <laughs> well, fine. Pie in the face. Uh, you down? The yeah, I'm sure. Sure, right. I'm good. Who fucking cares? It's, it's not a it's hard a, one. It's a bet. Oh, my pie. You haven't seen my pies I make. Anyway, I will say this. Rocks, motherfuckers. <laughs> on my free agent, or not even my free agent, but on my resigned Colts. <laughs> We've seen this before, and maybe not in the ways that we wanted to, but we've had to let great Colts walk. I think that the that the play, no kidding, is, hey, Michael Pittman, we want to build a very creative offense. How much are you bought in on that? And by that, I know that you played your tail off and you and you probably want one money but if i'm able to pay you <laughs> 1.3 money meaning like you're you're one but not a one one then i can bring in more creativity i think he wants to do that i'll tell you i'll tell you offenses that we've seen that nobody gives a shit about until you see him on tv nobody gives a shit about the bucks offense outside of mike williams until you see that what they did last night right Nobody gives a shit. I mean, a literal shit about the Green Bay Packer wide receiving core until you see what kind of shit they did on Saturday night to Dallas. And so what I'm getting at is not 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 gone are the days of like a perennial number one. We're paying this guy a zillion dollars and we know he gets all the attention. But how dangerous dangerous it how dangerous is it to potentially have a solid, solid, solid Michael Pittman? At a really good number, uh, Alec Pierce by that. Oh, by the way, is right on track with year two Reggie Wayne that people found out today. 
a Josh Downs who is super underrated and is only going to get greater, and then you bring in more pieces. I draft a guy, we pick up a guy, and we literally have AR, Jonathan Taylor, whoever else at running back, great sets of tight ends, and five to six wide receivers that can do whatever I need you to do on the field. That's Chris Ballard's sell to AR having all the weapons in the world. He needs to be able to get the ball in upwards of 10 to 11 <clears throat> players' hands easily, smoothly, all the time, where you're not just saying, oh, Taylor's got to do this, oh, Pittman's got to do this, or else. That's what kind of offense he wants to build. That's what Shane Steichen wants. And all that note, so on that note, just a little side question here. If Pittman's not signed to a deal before the draft, does Chris move around to get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the building? No. Fuck no. The cost, that, the cost of the draft capital is not even in Chris Ballard's vocabulary. That's not him, bro. Unless we were already in the range on the outside looking in like the couple times last year at four, didn't move. That one year at three, moved back to six to get Nelson. No. Moving up from 15 to the fucking, like, echelon of the draft? Jesus. And the way he loves his draft picks? Come on, bro. He's he's thinking about the draft when fucking Moon Pie is 18 years old already. Like, she's three. So, no. Two. he's not. Yeah, two. He's not leveraging the future like that. But to stick on my point with my free agents, I don't think no Grove comes back. I don't think Kenny comes back. I really don't. I think we sign, like like a Rigo, because that's not going to cost much. Um, he he really loves Tyquan Lewis. I think he gives him another favorable small deal because Tyquan has some solid. But Grove at 28 years old, Kenny at 28 years old, I just don't – and Buck next year, I feel like we might lose Buck next year. Buck's going to the last year of his deal this year. All of these dudes, unfortunately, and this is the, the part that we've talked about for – for years now, literally, we can say that because we've been hanging around each other for a good minute. These guys, though they're young, they're not in football terms. They're aging out. I mean, fuck, Shaq Leonard might be retiring, and we cut him. You know, fucking Q, he, even, even to Ballard's absolute credit of honesty, he said it himself. Q looked like the guy that was Q you know, the years before he said that himself in his presser. Mm -hmm. So that tells you like he was already looking at like, damn it is his fucking shit starting to decline too. And so those are the things that all of this waiting game, all of this build it the right way shit, dude, you're aging the dudes out that were the fulcrum. These were the pieces. And some of these dudes are either already gone or potentially headed out this year or more so, may not be here next year, no matter how great of cult they have been. That's the fucking reality. And that's what has me the same old Chris, right? So, yeah, I don't think – I don't. I think Michael Pittman comes back. Absolutely. I think he wants to get that done. And I know he loves Grover and all that, but as soon as they start talking, they start looking at the market, they start looking at, you know, what people are getting – those talks are going to be difficult. That's all I'm going to say. So I want to be wrong on some of those, but in a lot of ways I want to be right because if he wants to do something different 
I feel like the 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 time is now. So do something different because there's plenty of free agents, which we'll probably have to get into on our next show, that could come to this team this offseason at the right number and make a difference. Both sides of the ball. That don't already wear the horseshoe. So with that, let's move into Anthony's um, presser. And I'll start this and I'll be quick. Now I'm super optimistic. You can use my last name. To see this kid, like, like this is this is something that, you know, I've coached sports, basketball and football for a good part of my adult life. And I've seen kids that can't play for injury reasons or grade reasons or whatever may have you. And I've seen it where it didn't affect them because you kind of know, like, hey, I'm just out here to have fun. And then you've seen the kids that, like, actually it feels like they're, like, in a prison and they can't do anything because mom said they can't play. And I can't help them as coach because mom said you can't play. That's what I've seen. That's how I felt watching and listening to him talk. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think the kid's a hater. He absolutely is excited for CJ. He's absolutely, like, you know, was super excited to see Gardner almost take this team to, to certain heights. But to then say, I know that this whole city and this franchise chose me to be the one to be in that moment, and I couldn't. The way he felt, I think I related to it. And that's got me optimistic. I think this kid, one, he's 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 been studying. He does his due diligence. You know, he had to go through his whole process. He said it took him like five or six weeks just to be okay with the thought of I'm not playing no more because that hurt him deeply. So to internalize all of that frustration and get your ass out here and start working, like the shit that we thought we might've seen his rookie year that would have blew our minds. I think the shit that he's going to do in year two, that's still technically kind of his rookie year is going to absolutely take it to the next level. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not, again, we can be homers and all that for everything that CJ Stroud is. The truth is he's a pure passer. Let him run away from you here and there. Sure, he'll get you, but that's not his threat. This motherfucking kid right here that we got, like we talked about, he shrinks the field. And so if you give him a healthy running back group and you can't just focus on his legs, but his legs are still very much dangerous, the shit that he can do, he will make Lamar Jackson look like, damn, that was cool. That's I feel like he's that I feel like he could be that good. Like damn, Lamar Jackson ran for 180 yards today and threw for 250. That's cool. But fucking AR ran for three touchdowns, 130, and threw for 330. Like what? In one game? Like he can be that easy. Like, like, like it's easy. And so that's what's scary about the potential. And if he just harbors that shit the right way, good night. So, yeah, going back to my prediction, give me 10 to 11 guys that he can safely put the ball in their hands, and then he's that 12th, I'm going to break your back even further. That's even better. That's even better than what Mahomes was doing at the height of his career because Mahomes was, yeah, running around, make a left-hand pass, break a tackle, scramble for 15, get up and do that. No, this dude runs for 15. Like, that's like nothing. Like, Mahomes is, is cooking to get 15. He take a couple steps and got 15. <laughs> you miss a tackle, he got 45. Like, that's how he's shrinking the field. That, that's insane to think about. So we just got to wait our turn. And I think the organization feels that 
and he will put the pieces around him to make that that is that easy. Because the one thing, and before I kick it to y'all, the one thing that Chris said, and then, and this was the key part of his whole pressure. He said, if you look at explosives with the four games that we had, Anthony or whatever it was, we were tenth in the league. Four fucking four games, dude. That's mm-hmm. all we got. And he and he literally went out every game that he played at some point. So look at that. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, we'll start with country this time. What do you think about the president with Anthony? <clears throat> I'm going to come up with two words that are probably not meant to be together, but it just it radiated with me. He is confidently humble. If that makes any sense. You know, he's got a humility to him that you can't help but love. But at the same time, you know the kid's here to compete. You know he's here to take care of business. You know he's here to be the best he can be. And he's he said it time and time again that he wants to be one of the greats. He wants to be – he wants. He even said he's like, I'm ready to show the world what I can do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he stays so humble about it. And that was the biggest takeaway for me about how humble – he is and how confident he is and not arrogant at all about it. And right. you can't, uh, you can't do nothing but respect that out of the, out of the guy. Um, but I did get that same feeling, Claude, you know, what you said about him coming this, coming in this year, you know, we thought we seen what he, what his potential was this year and from the combine and training camp, we've not yet seen it yet. Not even close. Like not literally even close. not even close. Like, Man, and and that's again. He's twenty one years old. He turns twenty two in May. Like what? <laughs> like, nah, man. Like th- this dude. And I don't even want to say stay healthy because that that marks him as if he's going to be injury prone. But when he say I could be a little smarter, it's it's him that's having to. Fantastic. Yeah, it's him having to like cut off like. All right, I already got 12 yards. Let me just step out. I don't there's even though I can crush this safety, there's no need to crush this safety. Let me just run out. But then it's gonna be, you know, third and seven, and we need it. Go crush his ass, right? Like that's that's playing smart. Not crushing them every single run, but third and seven, we need it. Let's go get it. Or shit, the game's on the line and we gotta have a touchdown. I'm fucking going for it. You know, that's what I think it will happen. But, Pat, what do you feel about his presser? Uh, I'm going to agree with everything you both said. But the thing that I really took away is this kid's a baller. Mm-hmm. And if he's not out there, he's not happy. Sick. He's sick. Yes. Shout out you to the <laughs> Yeah, he literally, he literally, you could tell, like, he just, it almost like his, his stomach turned by saying he couldn't be out there. You could see exactly. it. Big facts. You know, so when I say bowler, I mean, the kid wants to compete. He wants to win. And that's what we need. Facts. We absolutely need that. Facts. You, you know, know, so uh, let's keep him upright. Hopefully he's, you know, has been able to watch enough film, you know, even more so this season because he he's had more time. Right. You know, if he was healthy, um, there's only blocks of time that they sit in the film room and then they're out on the thing. You know, so with him not going out on the practice field, he could probably still be doing film work with one of the assistant coaches, things like that. So I'm sure they've 
they've utilized his downtime to benefit him. You know, okay. and somebody somebody smart saying, now you see how Brett Favre did this slide, or you see how uh, you know Justin Fields ran out of bounds instead of you know trying to plow this guy. He got the first down and he protected himself. You know yeah. those kind of things, and those are those are the things you do have to learn, and and they do have to be embedded into your head. So when you go out during the game, it's already there. You That's know, true. It, it it's a muscle memory, and it happens. And we keep him upright, we keep him healthy, and on the field. Yeah, yeah. But it, anybody it, that says he's injury prone or he's Mister Glass can kiss my Harry. Huh? Okay, well, wow. But anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, several people, to include Chris, and even the reporters, and of course AR, you know, they all attested like, well, I, he, they didn't feel he was reckless. He just had some unfortunate events, which he broke down each one individually, and that's true. You know, and I also think another key, right, because you have to listen to the people that actually make the decision. So, Every year, listening to Chris, though I said, you know what I said about, it, I felt like it was some of the same old stuff. I do absolutely like, like hone in on certain things. And what he may not say initially, he eventually comes full circle, somewhat omits it without giving it like a timestamp. But if you read between the lines, you catch it because did you catch him say one thing that he was worried about? And then he stopped himself and he's like, look, the kid's a pure passer. And that was something I was worried about. So they yeah. they drafted Anthony Richardson under the whole umbrella of big plays, explosiveness, you know, most incredible RAS score off the chart, blah, 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 blah. But they thought the passing part was going to be a work in progress. Like, okay, we got to, you know, like how they worked out with Lamar and had a couple other quarterbacks that came out with huge ceilings. Like, okay, but we got to clean up the passing thing. Like, he's like, nah, this kid can spin it. The accuracy is pretty there. He talked about him being pretty accurate. And, you know, we've seen him high on a couple of games. And, you know, it was early nerve, the whole thing. But we've seen him make some clutch throws, too. That that Rams game, nothing but clutch. That first yeah. Tennessee pass to Josh Downs, huge play, clutch. Dead in the money. So it's like, wait a minute. We might, knock on wood, not have that issue that we thought we had in the pre-draft screen because he can spin it. So saying that now opens the door to look, yeah, get him the weapons he needs immediately. Because if you want to salvage your time here, Chris, and I'm not saying it's over, people remember what they last remember. So you rip off a couple division titles and go a couple deep runs in the playoffs, nobody remembers the six ugly years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that'll be fucking forgotten. Like, like, Overnight, if we rip off, you know, 13 and four next year, 12 and five, some crazy shit like that, win a division hands down easy, win our first, you know, game in the playoffs. What happened the last six and a half years? Who cares? And so I think he understands that now I'm I'm playing. OK, for real now, if he's just aging himself as being a GM till whenever I'm playing with house money now because I'm on a rookie deal with my QB who I already know if he pans out to be 50% of what everybody think he's he's worth, he's going to be the highest QB ever paid, ever. Because that's just the nature of the beast. 
when it's his turn to get his money for however long that lasts, a season, a half a season, or whoever else, because CJ Stroud will be in that same fucking talk. One of them is going to fucking break the bank. If it's at 50 million now, three and a half years from now, with inflation and, and, and new monies, they'll be at 60 million a year, whatever the fuck it'll be. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Clyde, and, and you brought this up several times tonight about bringing in weapons. Yes. Okay. Lethal if ones. We, <laughs> if we get MPJ back, yep. You'll have MP, you got mm-hmm. Alec Parrish, Josh Downs, and a plethora of tight ends that yep. are quite capable. Might even pick up Brock Bowers. Who fucking knows? Could get crazy. Would would you deem those weapons good enough for AR? Fuck no. Then who are you wanting? Who's your splash player you want on that offense? Because we would have to. And so what I'm getting at is whether you do it in a draft or not, you have to keep you have to keep adding to positions that are usually solidified as because the one thing that Chris has done very well is always talk about preaching competition. But in this sense, competition doesn't really truly mean depth. Competition means Shane Steichen has this is who I'm dressing today. I'm dressing seven wideouts if I need to. Fuck, we about to just go bananas. Remember, we're gonna pass to score and run to win. So what I'm saying is. If that's neighbors falls to you, you pick up neighbors. I don't think a doozy or Harrison fall to you, but Keon Coleman is there in the draft. That's hey, let's really take a look at you know are they gonna are they gonna sign Gabe Davis in Buffalo? Like I'm talking about bringing in dudes that just fucking hit it. They run up the field and get lost because now, right now, this is what you look at: Michael Pittman first. Probably Alec Pierce because Alec Pierce is usually sent on long to just kind of decoy. And then we got to watch Josh across the middle. And then after that, it's kind of hit or miss. But if you just put all these guys in that no matter who comes in, they can all run the same route tree. Now you can move Alec Pierce around and get him lost in the shuffle. And oh, yeah, he got real one on ones now because we got focus over here because little speed guys are running everywhere. You want chaos. You literally want to create chaos. And then, oh, by the way, let's get Jelani Woods healthy. Bring that giant in. Let's keep Mallory. Mallory runs like a wide receiver. Let's keep him going. Hey, your guy Granson stepped up this year. Maybe we we keep him to the fold. You want dudes that literally, no matter what you call, especially with the Shane Steichen, like, wicked offense that he runs where everybody's in different formations and motions, fucking receivers lining up his running back, all kind of shit, motion everywhere. You want defense to literally be like, man, fuck, I pick your poison. I don't fucking know. We're it, our best defense is hoping that you drop a pass because we can't cover everybody. And oh, by the way, you got this beast twenty eight standing next to five, and they might RPO out of that shit. Good fucking luck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's what you have to create. Almost well, a super <clears throat> fantasy type fucking lineup. My personal opinion is we've got the weapons. No, we don't. To be the danger. No, we don't. You say no, but I say yes. You let me have my thoughts. We don't. I let you have your thoughts. (laughs) We so don't, but have your thoughts. Have them and I'll finish with this. I think we need to utilize our weapons better. 
you know, I think I think on, we need bro. to go to Josh Downs more. I think we need to go to those tight ends more. But listen to what you're saying, though. That's my point. That's exactly my point. You're itemizing the person. That's not what I'm getting at. You're creating. Remember, we talked about this maybe maybe last offseason or maybe the one before that. Is it better to have one or two guys or a system that just you plug and play and everybody at the end of the year, you're like, hey, everybody's numbers kind of just fan out. Maybe we don't have the, the Tyreek Hill 1,700-yard guy. We don't have the C.D. Lamb 140-catch guy. But over over the course of everything, when you look at it all, it's like, well, shit, AR ended up passing for 4,800 yards. He had fucking 40 TDs. You know, overall, all these guys contributed. I think that's what Shane Steichen would love to have. So what I'm getting at is – you say those guys that you name, how many fucking sub four four guys we got in the wide receiver room? Two. Can't can't tell you. I'd probably say Josh Downs. Well, Josh Downs was like like four. I think he was like a four four. And and Pierce might not even be sub four four. He might be four four. But if you look at what Tampa put on the field last night, that Moore kid, who the fuck was that? Couldn't catch him. The other kid that caught the other 56 yarder, who the fuck was that? Couldn't catch him. You look at Green Bay, they just taken off just out of the fucking hemisphere fast. You want dudes that are doing that. And so when you plug and play, literally you're not even giving a shit that, okay, Michael Pittman has his helmet off getting a breather because now Alex slid over to his shit, but you still got Josh on the field and another dude and another dude and AR and JT and a fucking tight end and whatever the fuck else you want. So you're not even looking at names anymore. Now I get it. Over time, right, players are going to want the football. I mean, that's what they get paid to do. But if you're thinking about how we're going to consistently win and what that looks like going forward, then you got to look at the Patriot way. These dudes eventually age out or they cost too much and they move on, but the system stays in play. And I think with Shane Steichen, we can look. If everything goes well, he's a 10-year Colts coach. Easy. Easy. He's that fucking mastermindful. But if he can have it where, you know, he just keeps plugging and playing into his system. Hey, every every year there's a new guy, but we can't keep bringing in like these. I'm sorry. We we, we can't keep bringing in, oh, let's see if this guy still got something in the tank type shit. We can't do that no more. I'm not saying that. I'm, just saying, I'm saying with the who's on the roster now, I think is is viable to to say they're actual weapons. To me, I just think they need to be utilized properly. And But you got to scheme I, that up, though. So right. scheming that up actually schemes that up, meaning like you're targeting that guy. But you okay. can scheme that up when you have multiple weapons and you don't have to target a guy. Then we're going to have to call, talk to Coach about it. Yeah, I think I'm Alex, right on this one. Alex, Alex Pierce is 40, by the way. This fun fact was 4 4 one. Four for one. So, and then what was Josh Downs? I think he was just north of. I think he was four five. He might have been even higher. So we. I don't think we have any four, sub four twos, or I'm sorry, not sub four two. I don't think we have any sub four fours on our in our fucking four 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 eight four four eight. Okay, so give me some four three sixes. Give me a couple of them, or literally like I hit you on a six yard fucking slant, and it's good night out of here. And you could just flood the roster with that. Because you look at the dudes we had, I mean, lost to injury, but Ashton Doolin, time to let that shit go. Okay. Uh, 
fuck. We we brought in the one kid, Montgomery. Eh, whatever. Um, who else was on? I, I, uh, Isaiah McKenzie used him sparingly, more so in the special teams. Yeah, like nah. We need dudes that can contribute on the field. I need oh, six receivers. Uh, well, running back wise, don't forget we're gonna have a. Oh, what's I can't remember the kid's name, but Evan he got Hall. hurt. Evan, Evan Hall. Hall left. We'll have him back. Which is why I don't think we bring Zach back. And I know we're going super long in the tooth tonight, but I feel like this is what this conversation was going to bring out. But, like, honestly, I feel like, and I'm saying this lightly, you want a good one-two punch, but your one-two punch can't really be one A, one B punch. So I'd rather have JT and Trey Sermon if I'm going one-two. And then Evan Hall. And they might bring the kid Goodson back because they really, really like him. And I know he had a tough end to his season, but I don't think we bring Zach Moss back. I don't and, think we do either. Yeah. I don't I don't think sadly I don't think we do either. I think he'll go yeah. to a, maybe even a starting spot somewhere. Right. Which is what I'm saying. Like if you pay in JT what you're paying him, you can't like there's too many times where we're riding a wave of as as Shane like to say, the hot hand. Well, fuck the hot hand. Like, because if I give you the ball, JT, we can see what you could still do with 188 yards on however many carries in the last game of the season. That's where the hot hand's going to be. Fuck the other hand. <laughs> so if Trey Sermon comes in and give you eight eight good carries a game, great. If we bring in Evan Hall and give him some Swiss Army knife shit for, you know, his 10, 12 plays, awesome. But JT needs to be 70-30. Oh yeah, I mean he'll still be the worst. Yeah, so for all that Zach Moss did, love it, but no, sir, we 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 don't need to bring that back. And that's no knock on him, but just it just makes things more difficult. But if you get that tight end that tight end room right, and you get that wide receiver room right, and you got whole JT Sermon and Goodson for backs, because Goodson will probably stay on the practice squad here and there, and we'll probably suit three. We're fucking rocking and rolling, bro. That's 10, 11 players for AR. And you're not even counting AR as a playmaker outside of throwing the ball. That's what I'm saying. So you got a fourth, fifth running back that people don't like to – we don't like to say it like that. But, yeah, he probably going to contribute for 40-some yards a game. He can on average, barely utilizing them. And every now and then he's going to have his game with 75 to 100. They say he's looking forward to opening up the running room for JT with his own legs. So good fucking night. So all you need, literally, I hate this style of football, but I might just have to live with it. We'll be running like a college spread offense. <laughs> for real. I, I can't stand to watch it when I'm watching college football, but that's what it'll look like. And I'm okay with it. As long as it's effective, I don't care. <laughs> like, and 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 the tempo thing in year two, the tempo thing will be better because there's games where it's like, boy, we can't be stopped, and then all of a sudden we slow it down. Don't make sense. Tempo is going to make sense because he's going to have his starting quarterback, and he's going to know like, hey, we're going fast this drive. Hey, we're going to slow it down. Like they'll get that right, and the Colts can honestly, we will be. And it's, I mean, I'm sorry, the mercy of the defense. <laughs> <laughs> But our offense next year could absolutely be a top five offense, hands down. But what that defense is going to 
require our offense to constantly do, now that's up in the air. And that's not for this podcast because shit, we'll need another three hours. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't wrong there, brother. So with that, <laughs> let's wrap this fucking thing up before we get fired out this motherfucker. But hey, it's the it's the off season, and I know at some point we're gonna start going to one show. We'll know exactly when that's gonna kick in. So you know, we'll give you a little bit more. So sorry, sorry, sick team, Pat. Blame it on Pat. This month. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any 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 final fucking reattacks? It's no, just the minute. Just yet again, here we are. Another exciting offseason getting ready to happen. Let's Fuck football, bro. Fuck football. I didn't <laughs> I didn't win a fucking fantasy this year, not a single one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't and now I have to fucking sit and watch quarterbacks like Jordan Love, who could have maybe been a coach, Baker fucking Mayfield, uh CJ Damn Stroud, maybe would have been a coach. Uh, Joe Flacco played. Get the fuck out of here! Like what? <laughs> Don't forget uh, Mason Rudolph. Oh shit, man! <laughs> and on that, on that fucking note, I'm about to hit you with that giant 95 pound helmet. Yeah, no shit, bro. Like that's the type of world we live in. It's just not fair, bro. It's just not fair. I will say this. Okay. I'm here for the parody, though. Now, I'm not talking calling out scripts and all that other shit, but I'm here for the parody. So in the last couple of years now, we've got some some wild shit out of left field. Remember the Bengals went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago? The Rams, who were, you know, like really not great for a couple of years. They came out the blue, went to two Super Bowls over like a course of four years, won one, lost one. I'm for some parody. So right now, if I'm pulling for a team, I'm pulling for the Lions. I would love to see the fucking Lions in the Super Bowl. Whether they win it or not, I don't give a shit. But Uh, to be like the Detroit Lions, what? (laughs) That'd be incredible. That'd be be incredible. Freaking amazing. Lions and Texans. No, I think it's going to be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. I think it's it's seriously going to be the Lions and Bills. See, some shit like that, I'll be up for. Not the fucking That right there. Because Not the can you imagine? Yep. Can you imagine if the fucking Texans go to the Super Bowl? How much shit you got to hear? We love the traveling Texans, bunch of great people. But man, Bro. the way we'll be serenaded with CJ Stroud is the second coming <laughs> of our Lord and Savior. I would absolutely have to like maybe take myself out, bro. I could That's not right. handle it. They are gonna handle. knock him down a few. Yeah, few well. He will never be able to say I took my team to the Super Bowl in my first year, and then we'll never live that shit down. That's true. Can you imagine that's that bullshit? True. So let's let that's the Ravens do your fucking job. Don't come <laughs> out, don't come out on this fucking we had a bye week hangover bullshit. Beat the shit out the Texans and put them back into their fucking normalcy. This is the fucking the Houston Texans, bro. They suck. We split with them. <laughs> They're not this fucking good. Like, get the tape out. He's throwing to Nico fucking Collins, bro. Nico fucking Collins. He's from my school, Michigan. <laughs> Hell the fucking victors and all the shit. But he's not throwing to fucking Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or some perennial stud. He's throwing to random ass dudes. 
And Devin Singletary, I don't know what it is, but backs that have escaped Buffalo because we got Zach Moss seemingly play football in other cities. Who the fuck <laughs> is he over, over the last couple of weeks? Devin Singletary looks like a motherfucker that should be drafted in the fucking first round fantasy draft next year. Devin what fucking Singletary. So listen, bro, do your fucking job and put this shit to bed. Fuck, bruh. Sammy, get us the fuck out of here. I was going to say, bruh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.